it's post-Oscars, it's post-award season, and now we're off to uh, 2020 with new releases. And garbage. Yeah, we're not saying they're good. We just say we have some new releases. <laughs> Gotta put something to the theaters. <laughs> well, uh, welcome Jim Bats, our special guest this week. Returning champion Jim Bats, yes. Yes, and you've seen, <laughs> so, uh, you've seen half the movies that we haven't. We'll talk to our guest Jim Bats and Birds of Prey coming up next. Then around minute 15, we'll talk Downhill. Then Sonic the Hedgehog around minute 27. Then The Assistant around minute 40. We'll not talk about Fantasy Island at minute 50. At minute 50, we'll talk about The Photographed. We'll talk about DVDs coming out like Frozen 2 and Ford vs. Ferrari around minute 57. We'll talk about the Oscars around minute 60. And then around one hour and six minutes, we'll talk about Citizen K and then what's going on in movies. When you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was it a two-part episode? Kind of, because they brought me in the last five minutes of Thursday. But Friday... Oh, so, But yes, you were yeah, on so two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. But like I say, Friday, it was all of me. It was so weird to think that it was just me and Meredith all across the country for a half hour. It was very, very strange. Well, it's great. because they want you to get rid of the first questions first. Because yeah. that's not exciting for anyone. That's Do that in the last five minutes of an episode. Yeah. Because yeah. then, you know... Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? the drama. Well, no, that's what they do. They expect... You go, well, they're... This guy's got to win because they're not going to bring somebody else on for five minutes. Yeah. And well, they do. Well, what they did later on, though, if they had five minutes to spare at the end of the show, they'd call up somebody from the audience and they if they got the question $1, right, they'd win $1,000. Yeah. So you could be a thousand errors. But no, luckily, they, that, that helped me out because uh, that you know gave me a little more extra, extra time, to time think. for, on, for on, uh, the, on the next day. So it worked out. So. All right. So let's, let's go back a week. Lynn refuses to see this movie because she's mad at Warner Brothers because she they doesn't. Didn't, no, I know. And, and Kent deletes all emails we get about it. They want us to promote this movie that they, that they didn't feel they should show. Oh, us. yeah. I, I, I remember that email you're talking about. I, I That popped up like a couple of days before the film came out. And it was from you know, one of our marketing people. And I was like, oh, they're going to have a screening for us. Nope. And then you read it and said, there will be no screening for this film. But we want you to promote it. No screenings planned. But but Jim and I saw it on the same day. We did. At different times yeah. because of because of another screening that this marketing company was at. <laughs> so of course uh, I want to hear what you have to say about it though. About it is it is first of all, let's get it straight. Yes. It is not called Harley Quinn Presents Birds of Prey. Right. It is called Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which makes sense because you think that title's dumb. No, it is one hundred percent on point. It's it's really good. As as we found out with Wonder Woman, that when the women do the DC movies, they do them correctly. And Shazam was along this lines. Everyone was saying, okay, so Shazam and Wonder Woman, DC's back on track, and then Aquaman was fine. Aquaman was, was mediocre at best. And Aquaman yeah. was fine, but it wasn't a disaster like Batman versus Superman. Or Justice League. Or Man of Steel. Or a Suicide Squad. But. <laughs> well, uh, Gal Gadot was the best thing about Batman versus Superman. And that's because they added those scenes later. <laughs> no, 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 wait, that was. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm they getting added stuff They in added Justice League. Justice League, yeah, Justice yeah. League. Because they said, oh, wow, she's a real. She's a big hit. Let's mm -hmm. add a, that, that whole France thing at the very beginning was added after Wonder Woman because they were mostly done with 
Justice League. Pretty much, yeah. And they said, oh, let's highlight her. Let's have her do something. Since we have to bring Joss Whedon in anyway for the reshoots, <laughs> let's go ahead and do that. Well, it's directed by a woman. It's written by a woman. It stars women. And it's well done. It's preachy without being preachy because it's all about female empowerment and getting away from the man. And they don't treat it as they, – they don't go out to set out the story like it's, it's her and her – uh, I guess Long Island Gotham accent. <laughs> I gotta get away, Mister J, yeah. and that's what it is the whole time. And she's emancipating herself. She is getting away and becoming her own person. Mm-hmm. Jim, did you like it? I think I didn't like it as much as you did. That's mostly because I see no reason besides you know the marketing uh, geniuses there to to construct this as an R-rated film. It, it is Deadpoolish. Yeah, it's trying for that audience, but I don't know if our ratings can really work with the Gotham, Gotham City crew. And Joker was Joker was it's, Joker is the number one best-selling R-rated movie of I all know, time. I know, I know, worldwide, but worldwide. But that is they really? they keep yeah. on saying that that is set far away from the you know the, the Gotham that, City that we're until used they make to a it. sequel. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but you know that that I had a little bit of a bit of a problem with that and uh, the fact that they only mentioned Batman by name once during the entire film and when all this stuff is going on they they mentioned bruce wayne as well well, bruce wayne later on but all this destruction going on in gotham and you're wondering where is he that is that that is something i max and i did talk about this because we talked about the movie they barely mentioned the bat and he's on holiday or wherever he is and then Cassandra Cain character is not the Cassandra Cain from the comics. Well, I'm not familiar with that character. She's although. a she's a she's one of the Batgirls. Really, I didn't know that. I am familiar though with, of course, Harley Quinn was uh, created for the animated Batman series, the animated series, as was Renee Montoya, and the, she's uh, great in this. As and Rosie Perez, Rosie Perez is great, and she plays an age, a woman of a certain age, as we like to say, and they don't hide that. They don't hide her sexuality. It's Ali Wong yes. from uh, every time you see the Netflix thing Be about the, the the pregnant oh. woman, the pregnant stand up comedian. Yeah, Tiger Mom and uh, Baby Cobra. That's yeah. the, she plays the ex of Rosie Perez's character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, in uh, the animated series, she was just a beat cop, but here they've kind of elevated her. And one of the the better running gags is uh, the fact that she speaks in '80s uh, police movie talk. And and you know? and Huntress says that. Yeah, we're taking them downtown. Could you sound more like an '80s cop movie? Speaking you of know? Huntress, uh, Mary uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is uh, she, she had characters uh, wasted? Of all of the people, she I don't I think it's because she's true to the comic book character. Oh, one of the hunters because Huntress is several different versions. This version, she's daughter of a mafia boss who gets gunned down, and so she is actually a very violent uh, woman who is going out on a vengeance revenge trip, and she is she's loyal, and this is true to the comic book as, as it is. But all she is is just an assassin in this, and she really doesn't, until the last third of the movie, you don't hear her say anything. Yeah, she's it's kind of socially awkward through a lot of it there. She doesn't quite know how to relate to the other women that are sort of part of this team that they've got together. Oh, you mean the third woman, the Black Canary. Her brother has been in the news recently. Oh, just, that's her brother. Yes, she's uh, uh, Journey Smollett's 
Uh, Whatever her married name is. <laughs> oh yeah, her she's, brother. She's um, Jesse's sister. Yes, but my, they but they've both been around for a long time. Yeah, right, she child. Was at, she was a on child Glee, actors. Right? She was on Glee. And was it was it, she? But wasn't she the star of Eve's Bayou? So many Bell. years. Ago? That's it. Just a journey Smollett Bell. Bell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that uh, the sort of gothic uh, uh, film with Sam Jackson and all that. She was the little girl in that, as I recall. Okay. But uh, which but yeah, one? Uh, Eve's Bayou. Eve's Bayou. Okay. Directed by Cassie Lemons. Casey Lemons, who directed Harriet, yes, who's yes. from St. Louis, who Max and I met at the celebration of Black Cinema. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also wondering where Commissioner Gordon is because they've got uh, a police well, station that's pretty much compl- a precinct that's but completely But it's Montoya's uh, ex-boyfriend. Ex, or ex, ex-partner. ex And boy. Well, oh, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I guess she never he had took a boyfriend. all the credit for the, the big bust that uh, promoted him to captain. Or... I guess captain of the precinct. Yes, but so there is no commissioner. Well, he'd yeah. be the commissioner. He wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily deal with the precincts. I guess not. I guess not. But you know, I I can say I I think that you know the uh, the R rating kind of does does it in. I, I don't and know how many people. It is very. There's no sex. There's no sex. There. It's language and violence. You get to see what ha- you get to see how a knee bends the other way. Well, that, oh. Well, then oh. the 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 the, uh, the antics of the villain. Black Mask and his main henchman, Victor Zaz. Chris Messina is unrecognizable. I didn't realize it was him. And he, and I knew he was in the movie. I didn't realize it was him till halfway through. I was going to ask you about who's the villain in this. It's, it's Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah, who's kind of prancing around. He's a little Joker light in it. But he's Black Mask, another minor DC he's, he's, character. Yeah, he's germophobic in it also. That's his main running gag. But it would have been nice if there would have been a, a female villainess to team up against also. It's, but see, that's, a, that's the thing. Harley Quinn is an anti-hero. So you can't... She's Part of the time she's on the side of the villains and part of the time she's on the side of the heroines. So she jumps back and forth. But uh, I, as far as the DC movies go, now not counting Joker, and all upper that, tier. Yeah, I well, I would put it. I would put it somewhere in between Aquaman and Shazam. I think with uh, with Shazam being better than Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah. I should say that. I I, I put it. Yeah, Wonder Woman is one. Shazam, this movie, uh, then Aquaman, then um, now the, Man of Steel does have its fans. I know. Oh boy, do I know that! Mm-hmm. I got into it with some of the some of the uh, my friends that are fans. But when I told them I had problems with it, I had a laundry list. I, well, I don't know if this happens with you, you folks, but if you're, you know, start talking movies with a friend and they say, "Well, I didn't like that. It was it was stupid." Well, what was wrong with it? It was stupid. I didn't like it. But you, you know, know what? That, was, that's their junk. opinion. That's but, their opinion. But but they don't give any reasons for it, why it's stupid. Yes, there. but it could. They if they the fact that they can't articulate why they don't like a movie. Movie, when they left the movie, it left a bad taste in their brain, and so therefore they didn't like the movie. You can't force them to like it. I know, if I know, they didn't but, like but it. just at least you know have give me some give me a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a boy, I had reasons with Man of Steel. Now Kevin Costner's really good in Man of Steel. I had problems with that character. You don't though. like you don't like their Jonathan Kent. Uh, well, I I don't. I prefer uh, I prefer Glenn John Schneider. <laughs> John, yeah, John Schneider's very good. <laughs> but we're getting off on a tangent. We we, we are, but I I. I say that Birds of Prey is an upper tier of DC movies. It is, it but, is. It, but it's, it's not. It's not Wonder Woman. It's not. You know. It's not up there near any of the Marvel movies. But 
you know, I, well, I'd say it's but you, but and, but you are a comic book guy, I so am, I am. you have and you I'm, have a, a different take on it. And I'm a fan of the animated series that that Renee and 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 Harley come from. Originate, too. yeah. Yes, yes. So I think that's interesting that they uh, are able to you know really do a lot with this character. But Ella J. Bosco is she's she's the catalyst. She's Cassandra Kane who later becomes Batgirl, but not necessarily in this one because you know who we don't have in this. Uh, in this Birds of Prey, we don't have an Oracle. Who That's is true. a Barbara Gordon? <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, the Renee Montoya is going to take the Oracle role. In this. But uh, Max and I were talking, and he said he believes if they make a second one, there will be an Oracle character that is not because Renee Montoya is she's her own character in this. Yes, yes. But you know, uh, you you mentioned that uh, she might be getting a little long in the tooth to keep up with the Huntress and Black Canary mm-hmm. out on the uh, out on the prowl, so they might have her. As uh, what is it, uh, Ned in uh, the Spider-Man film? So the 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 guy at the, the desk, guy has a, and, uh, and the guy in the chair, the guy in the chair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Journey Smollett Bell is a good Black Canary, and it's. Oh, people were mad that they changed her race. Oh, that that doesn't that matter really? anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, because well, because we've just first of all we've had a Black Canary on TV for the last nine years, <laughs> and so but. They do keep her story in that she got the she got inherited. her inherited from her mother. Yeah. So yeah. she and her mother are both Lances and I think her middle name is Laurel Lance too. Yeah, yeah. So But uh, it, I guess it, that, that, that you have to on these movies, especially the D C movies, you there are a lot of uh ch- check boxes that mm-hmm. you have to check off to make sure that the comic book fans are happy and to make sure that there are nods to every little thing because DC is so broad. Marvel, they are, they admit that they throw all that stuff out the window. Just because it happens in the comic book doesn't mean it's going to happen on the film. And people are okay with that. DC, I think people are less forgiving. Hmm. And and because the movies haven't been very good. Well, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. But I I enjoyed it, but don't don't do what somebody did with my film. Take a let's say 6-year-old to it. Oh no, no. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a hard intense. R. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a sequence of, of torture uh, involving skinning that Ugh. you don't want any kids anywhere near. It's not done graphically, but yeah, the sound effects suggest enough. Ugh. Well, why yeah. would why would pe- uh, people why? think these cart- uh, comics are cartoons? It's a comic book movie. And so they don't understand. Yeah, but you know what? Also, they Harley Quinn is a very popular character with girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's part of the you know marketed quite a bit. Yeah, you know, the, the toys. DC heroines, supergirls, su- girls, or supergirls. Yeah, well, superhero girls. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, but we're telling you right now, don't bring your children. So that movie was good and it was fun. It if you I know you didn't like it that much, but it was fun, wasn't it? There were moments of fun in it. Uh, I think that they relied too much on uh, I don't know how to best describe this. The uh, super slow-mo and then really, really fast and then super slow-mo and lots of little stuff to read and very labeling. Right. And it's very dead. That's very Deadpoolish, especially when she breaks the fourth wall and she they go, oh, wait, you don't understand what I'm talking about. So then they go back in time. It's it's, it's it is very Deadpoolish. Pretty frenetic, yeah, for a lot of it. So let's go from a movie that was good to a movie that we were just talking with our host, Ron Stevens, about who liked but he did not see the original. Okay. Downhill. Did you tell him about the original? Yes, and we did. He's like, oh, I think I might like that. 
So a couple of years ago, we had a French film called Force Majeure. Lynn, tell us about it's, Force Majeure. Well, it's really from Sweden. Oh, but uh, oh I um, thought it was French. Oh, yeah, oh. we all think it's French. Because they're and speaking I went French. Because I wanted to see if I wanted to see if it won the Oscar. Were they I, speaking Swedish? Or were they speaking French? I thought they were speaking I thought, French. I thought they were speaking French, but too. But it takes place in the French Alps. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe so that's, that's, why. that's why we all think it's French. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I went back, and it's, they go, the Swedish film. And I go, okay. Well, um, we, St. Louis film critics, voted it our favorite foreign yes, film of the year. And so I went back to see if it won the Oscar, and it did not win the Oscar that year. Was it year. nominated, did you see? Um, I, yeah, it was. Okay. But I'm, I'm pretty sure... It was so I'll go back to IMBD on this. But anyway, you talk, I'll look. Yeah. So this movie is about this family on holiday and an avalanche of their outside eating. A controlled avalanche. A controlled avalanche. At a resort. At a resort comes their way and the dad (laughs) just gets up and leaves while the family's in peril and but but it's ambiguous you you can't subtle. really you can't see what's going on because there's snow everywhere yeah. right it's very subtle it's not broad like this comedy is it's very subtle and then the mom is just appalled and the dad doesn't understand that so the and rest he d- of first the movie- he, first he doesn't admit it until he's shown <laughs> video <laughs> yeah and then so it causes problems as you can imagine so the whole rest of the movie is about him trying to uh you know i guess redeem himself mm-hmm. and uh and then she's really not having it but but um, he has to redeem he has to redeem himself in the eyes of his children and he has to redeem himself in the eyes of his wife and they have friends and they the friends come in and they talk about it and the husband's having an affair that we find out through conversations with going on so he already feels guilty about that and then once he's shown how crappy of a human being he is he feels guilty about that and so there are lots of things going on in this movie you're talking about the original the original the original movie yes um let's see it's 2014 it was nominated for best foreign film that's what it was called at the time um and then it but it was nominated for sweden it lost to hold on it was nominated oh i'm sorry my glasses are not on me right now it was in uh what what's the french um one called Oh gosh, the impo- uh, Oh, a more. Okay, was it a more? It might have been. Uh, I think it oh, okay. might have been a more. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why Not the older couple. Yeah, and a- the reason we did because we didn't get the screening, so that's why we voted for Force Majeure. Okay, remember, and then everybody oh, yeah. mocked us because we didn't have a more as our. Oh yeah, because it didn't film. show us till till after. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that, that, I remember uh, seeing the the commercials and trailers for this a few months ago, and I realized that. This is a Will Ferrell and Julie Lee Dreyfus film, but it's it's Force Majeure. When I saw the little pipe cannons well, coming out of the side of the mountain, because they show they show him running away in the in the trailer. They make a big they make no secret about this, you know. And in the Force Majeure, the the movie, it was very subtle, and we didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Right. It makes it more shocking, you know. And so Will Ferrell plays the husband. Julia Louis Dreyfus plays the wife. Um, Miranda Otto plays. She is not. Um, she is not 
the friend, a friend. She is the liaison between the hotel and the guests. She's a concierge, concierge. But but she's weirder than that because yeah. she's playing. Yeah. She's being a very sexualized woman, and she has a husband that she sees six months of the year, and then that's when they're married. And then the six months of the year is that's her time, and so she doesn't. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, Ida won that year, by the way. Oh, Ida. Ida from oh, yeah, Poland. we saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and About the s- nun, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the black and white. Yeah. So what happens is uh, that happens, and then Zach Woods from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Oh, The Office, and he's playing a character not like this. He's he's dating this woman, and now. She, he's uh, living his best life and he's all about the hashtags and they're going around and then they call <laughs> Will Ferrell's feeling really weird so he calls him up and tells him to come meet him but he doesn't tell Julia Louis-Roberts that and he's like oh yeah they called us they're just going to come by so he's lying to her about that which in the film is implied but this they come out and just say it and so they she confronts she doesn't like Julia Louis-Dreyfus does not like the way this evening is going. And they can hear all of this in uh, in the other room because it's a hotel room and it's not that – it's the walls are uh, thin. So she comes out and they start talking about this evening the, or what happened at lunch. And so it gets really awkward. And people are seeing this in the theater. They thought it was a comedy, so they started laughing. It's not. It's not a laughing thing. Uh, Zoe Chow is the name of the woman, oh. and she she's she's younger than Zach Woods' character is, and so they're just traveling around Europe, and oh, we're free. And then Julia Louis Dreyfus looks at them and says, "Don't you have to be at work on Monday?" He's like, "Yes, I'm free until Monday." So, and then people <laughs> that's something that people are laughing about, but it's it's very it's very curb your enthusiasm. Awkward, yeah. It's, yeah. it's awkward. And people, because they think, because of who's in it, they are nervously laughing because they think they want to laugh. And then Julia Louis-Dreyfus does something absolutely horrible. And I'm, I'm not going to say what it is because you have to see it. The, Ron Stevens says, I love that scene because Julia Louis-Dreyfus is acting with her eyes because she can't believe anything that Will Ferrell's saying because he won't own it. And then she does something absolutely horrible he has already done something horrible. So now he is, they've both done something horrible. So now you can't like either of these two people. Mm-hmm. And so, and people in the crowd don't know what to do and they're still laughing at what's going on. And so she's like, I need a solo day. And so Miranda Otto says, I'm going to get you this hot, hunky instructor, ski instructor. I think in the movie, the, the I think original. in Force Majeure, yeah. they, there were two different couples that they were friends with. Weren't yeah, yeah, there were, yeah. So, but Miranda Otto and this ski instructor, they are people that they have just met. And so that's another change in this. What I liked about Force Majeure is how everything wasn't black and white, how it was gray. And so there's a scene where the husband has to go help the wife, and you don't know why or how that happens you just know that it happens in downhill she comes out and says you are coming up to save me so to save to save face for our kids so my kids will respect you and therefore now only person in our family doesn't respect you is me and you'll have to earn that so they spell it out for you in in the original movie it's left to the imagination 
And then the way that he respects, he gets respect of his wife is not in this movie. Cause in the original movie, I'm, it's I'm spoiling a six year old movie. She they all feel uncomfortable going back to the airport yeah. because of the the and he makes them stop the bus and they all walk down. And so that is him saying standing up to the bus driver. And so she gets his respect that or he gets her respect back that way by standing up for her because the whole movie hasn't stood up for her at once. This is dumber and played for laughs and it's not funny. They don't do the whole thing and it's just Ron said oh I I, I like the movie I, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a great actress she is uh, Will Ferrell is also a good actor when he wants to be he is I don't know if it's, it's he's miscast or if he they hired these guys for a certain reason because they're it's one thing if they would have played it straight they don't play it straight they're on that thin line between comedy and drama and that's why the people were laughing because they're on that line. And if they would have gone, if I could have respected this movie more, if it was a farce, if it was a comedy, if they were playing everything for laughs, but they're not, they're playing it straight and it doesn't work like that because of who they cast. And yes, the, the comedians can do dramatic work, but that's not why they were hired for this movie. Well, yeah. Will Ferrell a little goes a long way sometimes when he needs to be reined in. He's kind of like Jim Carrey in terms of like if you let them loose. Yeah, but Jim Carrey just... is doing dramatic work right now on Showtime. And uh, he has done dramatic and work. Yeah, sure. Truman Show. Yeah. But this is not I – mean, and we – Jim and I were rattling off to Ron because I'm like, oh, he uh, – he, Ron was saying that Will Ferrell can't pull that stuff off. He can pull that stuff off. Uh, Stranger than Stranger Fiction. Fiction uh, the other guys where he's playing the straight guy with Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, what was the other dramatic role that we were talking about? It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's capable of doing it. And Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus has done the dramedy before on Veep where it, it's not laugh out loud funny. It's situational, curb your enthusiasm funny. Yeah. That This is not that. It's not good. And I'm sorry. Don't see it. Just don't see it. Yeah, we'll have much of an opportunity, I don't think. I, I have a feeling it's going to be... You know, out of the, most of the theaters after this weekend, from really? what I understand, yeah, yeah. But so, she I says word will spread quickly. She says more with her eyes and her facial expressions than any emoting in this movie. But it's it's also good to see Zach Woods not play the same character every single time <laughs> because you know his office character and his Silicon Valley character were very similar, and he's doing a little bit more of that on this Avenue Five show from the creator of Veep. Oh, that's the one in outer space, right? Yeah, with, okay. uh, just with got Hugh renewed. Laurie. Yeah, okay. it just got renewed for oh, a second season. Of... There, it's no. only had four episodes. Wow. So it, it's a very weird show. Josh Gad plays a... It's odd. My yeah. wife's like, we're going to give it one more episode if it doesn't start going anywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> no, they can't no, go anywhere because they're, they're trapped in space. Well, go see it. What? No, don't see Downhill. <laughs> Go watch Avenue watch 5. Watch Avenue 5. Yeah, yeah, do a free it's trial on, and watch well, it's it. On, it's on, <laughs> well, that's on after Curb Your Enthusiasm and oh. before John Oliver, who comes back this week. Right. Oh, really? really? All right, right, everyone. Those that's... are the two movies that I've seen. Jim, 
tell us a little bit about Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, okay. Well, I'm yeah, I'm a little bit aware of the uh, the video game characters. I Sega. understand he's been around. Yeah, you get that logo at the mm-hmm. start of the film, but it's he's been around since '91. Ding 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 ding. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega Genesis. Yes. I remember my you probably kids had that for yes. the boys. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I didn't know much about Sonic. You hold other your than thing game down, show. and it speeds Sonic up, and you let it go, and he runs, and he spins, and he eats rings. <laughs> well, the, the rings uh, figure into this movie quite a bit. Actually, they uh, have some fun with the Paramount logo. Instead of the stars, they have rings surrounding the mountain. Oh, and then the does it run? It. Does he run around? Oh, no, and eat no, him? no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh. Then it goes to the Sega logo. I guess Sega. this is their entrance into feature films. But it starts out, I guess, in the uh, the setting of his video game, which is the planet Mobius. Sure. And uh, he's enjoying himself running around, and uh, he's protected by this uh, huge owl. I can't recall the name. It's like Longthorn or, you know, just whatever. Okay. And the owl is sort of his mother protector. Yeah, you realize and- I was... 20 years old and I was just playing a video game was at the time it wasn't Star Wars so therefore I was just playing it to play it not not get into the get into the, uh, the, the pathos of what's right. going the, the, the back story se- right. the Sega Genesis came right after the first Nintendo yes okay so then all of a sudden my all sister the kids had a running. Sega and I had a Nintendo yeah so then all of a sudden after Mario then all of a sudden, everybody went to the Sega Genesis. Because well, it was a, it was more bits, wasn't? Sega yeah. was sixty four bits, and right. uh, the Nintendo was only thirty two. That's when you had to compete with the Sega Genesis. Nintendo came out with the Super okay. NES. Yeah, Super Nintendo, and then Nintendo sixty four. I think I might be getting all of that wrong, but I'm pretty sure just in my kids' history that I can remember <laughs> for Christmas presents. You know, like the you know, then we'd have Super Nintendo, and then we'd have, and now in their old age, they went back to playing Mario Kart. Uh, the last couple of years, every time they were together in holidays in the old school. But cards. that's on Xbox. Yeah, but they no, they, is it was it on PlayStation? They they got the old. I guess so because they but they it's got to be Sony. The school, they did get their old school of uh, cartridges back. Wait a minute, you have we, you have we. You have Xbox and you have PlayStation. Those are the four. Which one's it's the Nintendo Wii? So Mario Kart's on Wii. Okay. Yeah, but they were now having, we've they were the, hauling back the. Now old we are one. going into the history Minutia. of video games. Yeah, so, so, so Jim, go go. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's having a fine time on uh, on his planet, but there are these uh, little uh, native creatures that kind of look like uh, you know the the angry uh, tribes from a Tarzan movie or something. They, they they're want, they're chasing him. Yeah, they're chasing him. They want, I guess, the power that uh, that uh, that uh, the Sonic generates via his speed, and so in order to protect him, the uh, the owl. Gives uh, gives Sonic a bag full of these magic rings. He said, "Take one out. That's it. I'm going to send you to this this planet." And you know, you, you does see it does it bit. make the noise? I, it makes a little noise when it uh, when it generates the little portal, and uh, it says, "I'll ward off. You know, while you escape, I'll, I'll ward help off these you angry escape, natives. young man." And of course, you know, he's not wanting to go. He wants to help the owl, but instead, he did, does get transported to Earth to Green Hills. Montana, I believe, is oh, where it is. Well, it's at least it's a wooded area. Yeah, yeah. And there is a um, a, a cop that's uh, bored out of his mind, got the radar gun, and that is uh, Sheriff Tom Wachowski, played by James Martin, who oh. uh, Marsden will remember from uh, the Westworld uh, TV show. And, and, I believe and the X-Men movies. And the original Cyclops, yeah, yeah. And he's bored, and all of a sudden, something zips Who's past. Who's going so fast? I know, I know. He can't believe it. 
And uh, he thinks this, this is maybe the blue devil that crazy Carl in town talks about. But he's a... Uh, or is that he, just coincidence? Yeah, could be, could be. But uh, but and he's on the uh, on the uh, this uh, his little uh, radio to the deputy who was played by Adam Pally. Really? Oh yeah, who I believe is on Mandalorian as uh, one of the he was troopers. Mm-hmm. People yeah. love Adam Pally. He's well, the one that he on. isn't he on a Dis- something else? Well, no, no he's he on uh, NBC right now in the uh, Indebted uh, TV show with uh, Fran Dreischer. Well, wasn't he on? He was in uh, Mini Project, uh, Happy Ending. Happy endings. That was another one. So uh, but been... he's the one that punched Baby Yoda. He and uh, Jason Sudeikis were the stormtroopers in the last episode of season one that had Baby Yoda, the child, in a bag, and Adam Pally was the one punching it. Uh, he told a story about that on Colbert, you know, Stephen Colbert's show a few days ago. It was hysterical. If you can you know, find that online, watch it. But uh, yeah, so Tom Wachowski is bored. Uh, he. Uh, Goes back to his uh, home that evening. Uh, he uh, shares a place with uh, his uh, his wife, who's played by Tika Sumter, who I believe played Michelle Obama in yeah, South Side and You. Yeah. yeah. And okay. And I think she's in the Ride Along films also. She was uh, in uh, The Old Man and the Gun, also playing Casey. Oh, that's right. Wife in that. Okay. And she's a, she's a veterinarian and very supportive of her hubby. But he she knows that he wants out of there. He wants to mm-hmm. to, to go to a bigger town, and they. Uh, there they they have she's been holding an envelope for him he got in the mail that day from san francisco's police department <gasps> and they want to see if they've accepted Drama. him and they open it and they, <laughs> and they have so they're gonna get ready to pack they're on their way really meanwhile sonic is kind of lonely being on earth by himself he's not uh wanting to uh to go back to the uh the, the previous planet quite yet he notices some kids playing baseball uh, in the local park, and once they leave and the, you know, the park goes dark, he decides he's going to play a little baseball, but sort of to vent his frustration, he starts going around the bases really, really fast. So fast, in fact, that he causes a, sort of a sonic boom that, uh, mm. that zaps the power from the uh, several miles around, including the town. This uh, gets the attention of uh, the uh, some secret, super-secret U.S. Uh, Department of the Military, and to investigate, they send in Dr. Ido, Ibo Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, playing and wacky, manic Jim Carrey. Oh, very manic Jim Carrey. I mentioned my review. I can't believe it's been, I guess, 26 years now since that... Uh, that Ace Ventura yeah, or The Mask? Well, that, that hat trick he had in 94, he, he did Ace and followed up with The Mask, followed up with Dumb and Dumber all in the same 12 months. That's wow. right. Unbelievable. And he's just as elastic and, you know, springing all over the place and manic as he was uh, back in the day. And he, he puts that to use in this character who is a super genius, but just obnoxious to everybody. And he's got all these uh, really high-tech weaponry at his command along with some his special, you know, troop of, uh, of, of agents. And he goes to uh, Green Hills to investigate that. And he happens to arrive at the home of Wachowski just as Sonic is uh, is down in the basement. And uh, Sonic accidentally gets hit with a bear tranquilizer, so he can't really get away. So what ends up happening is uh, he gets uh, 
when he gets hit by the tranquilizer, Sonic accidentally drops the the bag of rings. One of the rings falls out, opens up a portal to San Francisco, <gasps> and the bag follows. The bag falls into uh, the uh, the roof of the Trans America building in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So after uh, Tom punches out uh, Robotnik, they're on the run, and they decide they got to get to San Francisco via his truck to retrieve the bag of rings, and that's. It's sort of a on-the-road buddy comedy with uh, Robotnik and Hot Pursuit. And there's a lot of, you know, crazy stuff. Um, Sonic is a CGI character. And I don't what about the teeth? Oof. Oh, yeah, the teeth and the eyes and all that. And he is voiced by Ben Schwartz, I should mention. Okay. Who, uh, From Parks and Rec. Yeah, and is a, one of the voices of BB-8 also in the, yes. uh, the new Star Wars. So, so this takes place in San Fran? The finale is in San Fran. Does uh, uh, Tika Sumter's uh, character joins uh, uh, James Morrison's character there, and there's a big showdown uh, with a uh, lot with uh, you know, Robotnik and some hovercraft zipping through the streets of San Francisco, chasing Sonic, and. Um, it's okay as far as these video game movies go. Uh, the trouble is with, with Sonic, they have him talking and making wisecracks all the time. And it's just a just That's a why they hired of, Ben Schwartz. I know. It's just a wall of noise. And anything that's halfway witty, it's just kind of tuning out because it's just constant. I is mean, it, it this manic energy? Oh, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. And a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff of him running, running really, really fast. There's a, a gag that he's got a little hideaway at the start of the film in a, in a, in a tree trunk, and he's uh, reading a whole uh, two years' worth of Flash comic books in like oh, uh, just seconds. So there's a little reference to that. But they, they also have a sequence at a roadhouse where uh, there's a, a big fight breaks out, but Sonic goes so fast that everyone is moving in slow motion around him, so he's able to oh, it's set up like a little stuff. So it's Quicksilver, Quicksilver. from... The X-Men films done, the, the Quicksilver stuff has done much better. Well, I'm sure. But, uh, of course, you know, intending this for the kid audiences, they, they, they want to put in some bodily function gags, which, you know, it just seemed unnecessary. But it's a ch- will the children like it? Probably, probably. But I think they'll completely forget about it a day or two afterwards. It's not going to stick with them as do the Disney films and the Pixar films. Right. we got a few weeks before the new Pixar film. So I think uh, I think I maybe gave this about a um, about a, a one and a half stars out of four. Mm. I think that's mostly for for Carrie, although they're a little indulgent with him. There's a, a long sequence of him inside his sort of battle tank, where he's you know gyrating to this music and you know going around flicking switches, and it's like yeah, come on, let's just get with it, you know, get the get this this rolling here because it is a, probably a, at least ten minutes too long. Okay. So, huh? I, I, you know, I, it's going to be the number one film at the box office this weekend because kids. Yeah. Well, that and, and, and the kids are kids, off. The kids are off this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Holiday. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, also, what about um, uh, the uh, the the video game? Like, is it back in PlayStation or it would be Wii? I get. I, I don't know what Sega has anymore or who has bought all that but there is a little bonus scene uh, during the mid- middle of the credits that uh, introduces another character from that universe oh. but uh it, you know it's it's like i say it's it's pretty forgettable as far as uh you know these uh these you know, kid films for the first year it's certainly better than say uh ugly dolls was last year or Wonder okay. park around the same now, time see, the only thing about Ugly Dallas is the Kelly Clarkson song that people played, and a oh. lot of, and a lot of a lot of bad movies have one song that 
that still that outlives the film. Just like uh, the the pink song from Alice in, oh, in Wonderland. Wonderland. Oh yeah, the the yeah. second one. You're right. All right. Oh, you're, you're talking right. about the live action one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like I, say, I you know, can't uh, can't really really recommend it. Although that it's nice to see Jim Carrey kind of going for it in this. And uh, James Marsden, though, he's got to avoid this because I kept on thinking he's back getting to Hop. into this, right? You know, you remember Hop? The yes, with the uh, Russell yeah. Brand. So he's got to stop being the buddy of these CGI creatures. That's 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 it. You oh, know, it's paying the bills. Yeah, though. yeah. 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 He'll start going to conventions as. Uh, <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> oh true. my goodness! Well, but he's such a good-looking gentleman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. They're cashing in on this na- '90s nostalgia. Uh, did you know that Pound Puppies are back? Oh, good. Hopefully, there's not a movie. Yes. So, we don't need well, uh, there might be. Who knows? But All yeah, right. Lynn, what did you see this week? I saw The Assistant, which yes, is uh, yes, which is a, a a small version of the headline grabbing Me Too movement. Okay. This is a nondescript office. Well, it's a it's a entertainment mogul. This girl, she's freshly graduated from Northwestern. She lands her dream job. She thinks an assistant at this film company in New York. Mm -hmm. And this guy is all powerful. You never see him, but his voice is uh, on the phone, and he's played by J.O. Sanders. They never give him a name either. He's just referred to as him or he. Right. It's very, they do this on purpose, though. Writer and director is Kitty Green. It It was shown at Telluride, I believe, and it was also shown at Sundance, and it's now uh, available. Uh, Julia Garner, who was the. Uh, she's pretty. Yeah, yeah she's, Ozark, right? she's from Ozark. She won the okay. Emmy last year. I, right. Is she the daughter in Ozark? Uh, Jason really? Bateman. She's 26 years old. Well, she's somebody in Ozark. Okay. And she won the the Emmy. She plays Ruth on Ozark. Okay. Okay. So she plays Jane, and Jane. They oh, she's show on her. the Americans too. She. That's it. I think she was the daughter on the Americans. Oh, okay. 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 She just uh, uh, is shown doing mundane tasks. It's all the drudgery of an office. It's you know she's making coffee, making copies. She's uh, getting lunch for everybody. She she's has turning on the lights because she's the first one there at like six in the morning or something. Right. It's very long days. It's one day in the life of this assistant. And she works oh, she, with these. She du- wasn't the daughter on the Americans. Okay. She was on ten episodes of the Americans. Okay, I'm- she is a. Uh, she works with doofuses. Okay. Yeah, who's, who push? Guys, yeah. yeah, who push their work off on her, and she does it. And uh, the boss uh, yells at her from some decision she makes, but she's taken all this verbal abuse. And then all of a sudden, this new assistant comes in that the boss met at a ski resort in Sun Valley. She's a waitress. And. Uh, she has to train her in being, you know, and and she's like, and then but she and the boss leave in the afternoon. She's like, what is this about? So she goes to HR, who's the guy in succession that's married to the daughter. Okay. And, uh, and, and so he's like. He he's like trying to get information from her, and and then he's like, "Do you know that for your job there are eight hundred applicants, and I could get rid of you?" And basically saying, "Shut up and suck it in, mm-hmm. and just take it." And, and this, who do you think you are? This woman is an adult; she knows what she's doing. Yeah, and they and they she's what really gets her mad. Jane mad is they're putting her up at the Mark Hotel, and uh, and the 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 girl, the uh, skin I think is the character name, says to to Jane says, "Oh yeah, that's where." you're at right there's where they put you up and no no they didn't put me up in any 
you don't tell. I'm, I, you know. Yeah. She lives in Astoria, mm. which is, a, you know, I guess. Queens. It's Queens. Yeah, Queens it's, yeah. it's a little. Queens is now the affordable place in in, uh, man, in the boroughs to live for those young kids moving there. But, oh, but, 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 Lynn, you, you mentioned about uh, the boss berating her with this nasty, oh. vile screed or the phone. What she has to do as soon as he's done with her and as soon as he hangs up, she has to go online and write him an apology email. And the guys come over and say, say put in there about how, what a privilege it is to work with you. And then she immediately gets a response from him and says, says, I'm tough on you because I, I know that you can handle it. Uh, you're going to learn so much from me. I'm so lucky to have you. So it's this passive-aggressive nonsense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know this goes on in countless offices all across the country, right. and it's systemic, and it's just really how subtle all this stuff is, like oppression, and, and people look the other way. And this is why we now have the Me Too movement. And it's not headline-grabbing like Harvey Weinstein, but it's... It's oh, short. It, what, just like Force it, or just like Downhill is only 85 minutes. This movie's 85 minutes, too. Boy, this is a tight 85 minutes, I it tell is. you. And even though it's, it's, it's depressing and all that, because one of her other major functions during the day is making sure that his wife can't talk to him on the phone. That's funny. It has to make excuses, and she's screaming at her on the phone. Why has he frozen my charge cards? What the, put me through to him. But oh, it's not it's, it's not a Me Too sexual thing. It's a no. Me Too abuse thing. Well, yeah, there, well, there because because, because oh. the, the... Well, he's the, not forcing her into sex. No, no he's no, not because, for her. Well, that's one of the, 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 the just the, the tagline of the HR thing. And he says something like, yeah, you're not his type anyway. <laughs> So you should so in be other complaining. Words, in other yeah. words, he's having sex with somebody else in like the office. Like well, well, the bimbo. The bimbo. Well, when she gets up early, you know, gets there early in the day, she's got to you know, turn on the, the lights in his office and finds an earring with some torn hair tangled up in it. And she makes sure that she you know, puts that aside. But she's and, an enabler. Yeah, and the lady, uh, and she, the lady that comes by and picks up the earring from her. I'd been looking for this and kind of looks down, you know, they're exchanging looks like we know what you were doing in there, you know. Yeah, and then one of the bosses is uh, Dag. I forget. She's got, she's Dagmar, Dagmar or something. Uh, and she's, yeah, she's she's married to Patrick Wilson. So Patrick Wilson has this cameo as this douchebag on the elevator. Yeah. So is the movie any good? Yeah, it's oh, good. I think it's I think it's terrific, but it's it's certainly it's, not for everybody. Yeah, it's slow. It's a slow paced movie. Some people refer to it as bland. I just think it's subtle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, the see, subtleness. That, that's the thing about Downhill. They're, these are both the same amount, but Force Majeure was a half hour longer. That's how they stretched out the uncomfortableness in Force Majeure and made Downhill tighter and less good. If they would have let it breathe a little bit, maybe that would have been better. But this one, I don't mind a tight 85 minutes. I don't either. It yeah. was good. You know, I, I was really happy it was because it Any just... Any longer it would have been you know, too much? I mean, we've been... Yeah. Well, it's you so, know. Yes, it's so downbeat. Oh, what else, what else is great in the HR scene is when he, you know, he, he the HR guy kind of flips a coin and all of a sudden he's being aggressive with her and he 
pushes this tush, this box of tissues at her. It's like, go ahead. I know you're going to cry. Go ahead. You know, yeah, it's, he's like, it's, it's so demeaning. Dick in it. And, but he's he's like, I mean, when you see him, you, you immediately go like, oh, God. Oh, this he's isn't going to end well. But, but he's, he's kind of a Matthew nice McC- guy, and he's kind of listening to her at the start of it, and just just turns a switch like that. I know. It's, it's just like this whole company culture, which has led us to this moment in America. You know, it's just like when, when sexual harassment started being a thing in offices in terms of like everybody had to watch the movie and go through sexual harassment training. It's and, like they didn't learn anything. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but the two young guys that, that like, you know, he, he gets his lunch out and he's like, oh, it's chicken. I wanted turkey. No. Oh, it's turkey. I wanted chicken. And, and she just looks at, it back in the yeah, bag. And she just looks at like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you, know, you know, like she. So it's she's mesmerizing in the movie. Oh. She doesn't talk much, but the camera loves her. How about when she's talking to her mom oh. and her dad later on? Just tears your heart out because she wants to tell them what's going on, but she doesn't think that they'll understand and they'll want her to come back. And she wants to try to make it on her own so bad, you know, cause she's, she's this new graduate and she's going to do this mm-hmm. and she wants to be a producer. Okay. Well, she, on Ozark, she plays the, uh, one of the crime bosses. So she's not the, she's, she's well, either a daughter of a crime boss. She's not the daughter of Jason, uh, okay. Jason Bateman or and Laura Linney. Linney. Oh. And how about that that scene when she's watching the audition DVD at the end of it? Oh yes, because that's oh. got two or three things going on. I think that she's, for one, she's she's mesmerized and she's really getting into this actress's performance. But then she realizes that this this actress is probably going to be just another you know notch on the on, on this on mm-hmm. the bedpost for this producer. And so he's does it have spinning. a swing with sharks kind of feel? Even because now, yeah, that doesn't she doesn't get her revenge, though. or does she? No. no, no, no. It's just one day in the life. It's a very long day. She's up at the crack of dawn. Oh, She's wow. leaving at night time. You know, going back to Queens because you know they're making a, I, they're making a swimming with sharks, uh, redux with women. Oh, so, interesting. But yeah. this is a quiet film, as as I said, because uh, you know when it was as on it's a quiet film, but it speaks volumes. Yeah. Okay. So I recommend it. I think that uh, I think at the end of the year we're going to get a screener of it, and hopefully uh, it'll, it'll come back. Yeah, it's early in the year, I know, but I think but it's it February be now, so it's not yeah. the January yeah, death yeah. knoll. I gave it a B, and I think that's a good thing because it's a simple, quiet movie. It's yeah. not, um, you know, it's not. Um, but I mean, I very speak. I might rethink that. I'm, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't. If it find, lasts, if it sticks with you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's three one out of those. Four stars that, for me, yeah. Because because she's uh yeah because seventy five on a movie is good. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, sure. So I just think it's very powerful in terms of what it's talking about and how they do it. And I do like the fact that they don't really call her by name. They don't call the boss by name. It's all very They're kind all of nameless. It yeah, can, it can it's be all anyone. very um, yeah, yeah. stripped of your identity kind of thing. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So Blumhouse didn't show us Fantasy Island. No, oh, I was kind of interested in, in that because I, as I recall, the original Fantasy Island TV movies that became the basis of the TV show, they were dark and yes, they were. Sinister. Mr. Mr. Work technically is the devil's brother. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was on the TV show. It became oh. a weekly show. It got more lighthearted. But uh, three, I'm feeling three stories. The, I'm a feeling that the movie is closer to that the original, you know, intent of the show. You know? Ricardo Montalban. So did Michael Pena now. 
Did you um, see the photograph? I saw the photograph. I did. And it is the uh, the new film from Will Packer, and I've heard people kind of comparing it to um, uh, to the Notebook in that it's sort of a. Uh, oh, then that means I'm not going to see it. <laughs> it's sort of a generational thing here. Uh, it stars a couple of uh, really interesting young actors, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes, and, who uh, I really like. Sorry to not bother you. And I, who I first noticed in Short Term 12 alongside yes. Brie Larson. And, and uh, Get Out. Remy, he, Remy plays, he plays the, he plays the uh, lobotomized Get Out Oh, okay. Guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, he is playing a, a news reporter in this and he's investigating uh, sort of the, you know, uh, the how, how New Orleans or the New Orleans area is bouncing back after all, you know, Katrina and oil spills and all that. And he uh, meets a fellow uh, named Isaac who runs his own ship, uh, shrimp boat. And he notices some interesting photographs that uh, Isaac has from 30 years ago. And he said, yeah, that's this, uh, this woman I knew that uh, that uh, had uh, you know was, uh, wanted to be a, uh, a photographer and he starts looking into that investigating her past and this puts him in contact with Issa Rae's character oh. who I believe is uh, insecure, insecure. Yes. yeah and she was in the uh, the hate you give and it turns out she's actually the uh, the uh, like I say the daughter of this woman and uh, who had just had passed away like a, a month previously and goes in and uh, to her uh, safe deposit box, gets out a letter addressed to her and another letter to addressed to her father. And um, she uh, is talking with uh, Courtney Vance, plays her, her dad who was married to her late mother. But... Uh, but she still holds a candle for this man. Yeah, well, it turns out that uh, Isaac actually, you know, is... Yeah, oh, her dad there, without giving away too much there. Uh, you gave away a lot. Oh, they probably says so in the, in the trailer. But you're uh, my the, daddy. But the main thing is the uh, the the romance. Uh, well, romance in the modern day bounces around with the romance between Isaac and I think her name is Crystal back in the day, and in 1989. And I'm trying to find the uh, the young woman that uh, that plays Crystal because she's she's quite uh, quite lovely. Shante Fetching. Crestin, yeah, Shante Adams is very good at it. Okay. As Crystal, she wants out of the uh, New Orleans area. She's got kind of an uh, abusive relationship with her mother, and uh, Isaac is just con- content to be there. And she just ends up packing and moving to New York City, uh, while you know carrying uh, Isaac's child. And establishing her, trying to establish herself as a photographer, and comes back, and this and then. This is all intercut with the uh, the, the the romance of uh, of uh, Issa Rae's uh, character May and uh, and Lincoln Stanfield's character in the modern times. And he doesn't know if he wants to commit. Uh, he's not sure about uh, about what he's wanting to do. That uh, he's wanting to uh, to uh, take a a job with the Associated Press in London. So it's a little bit of a fantasy, and that he's you know bouncing or can bounce around from newspaper job to newspaper job, but uh, but yeah, it's it's you know, the, the the modern day stuff isn't as powerful as the stuff set in 30 years ago, but uh, and it's kind of leisurely pacing. Do they sti- do they continue to be parallel stories? Not. Well, not specifically parallel uh, because you know there's 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 more dramatic stuff going on in the uh, in the past in this film, but uh, but like I say the uh, the romance between 
between the two main characters is 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 kind of good it, in in most parts. It's, it's, some some of it's a little dull. You're wanting him to say something to her that he should or whatever. So um, I I don't know. I'm probably if I were reviewing it, I'm giving it uh, you know maybe one and a half or two stars out of four. What's great in it is uh, is like it's uh, but he is buddies with uh, little rel. Lowry, yeah. who was the oh, scene stealer from, from Get Out, Get Out, and, and had his own funny. show on NBC. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. He's uh, he's a married guy with kids of his own, and he doesn't understand why, uh, why you know that that Lakeith's character is gonna is gonna screw this one up too. But uh, and then the stuff at the uh, at the newspaper office is good. Uh, uh, Chelsea Chelsea Peretti plays. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Jordan Peele's Get wife. Out, yeah, Jordan Peele's wife plays uh, plays his boss there. And uh, it's it's it, it's just okay. It's uh, produced by Will Packer, who I guess mm-hmm. uh, has a, a rep for a lot of uh, a lot of black-oriented films. There, African American uh, current uh, current event type of films. There is this like a Nicholas Sparks? Somewhat. Is it trying somewhat. to be the African American Nicholas Sparks? I think so. I think so. I'm trying to. The, Looking up the uh, the director of it, how was the audience uh, reaction to it? It was it was kind of muted, you know. It's written out, written and directed by Stella McKee. Oh, female. There. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's it's okay. Well, that means it's already it's better it's, than it's Nicholas a Valentine's Sparks. Day release. Let's yeah, put it like yeah, that. Yeah, that's something that uh, you could probably you know watch on a rainy is afternoon this, or something. No, like that. I was going to say, is this the first? No, last year was the first year, three years in a row that Max and I went and saw. Fifty Shades of Grey together because they released them all on Valentine's Day. Remember? Oh yeah. Well, I only saw the first. That was enough. And no, and you you did well to get out when you could. Well, it's certainly better than those uh, the Fifty Shades Good. flex. That's for certain. Well, oh my god! Hooray for the photograph! But but yeah yeah but I, I think the the two main characters are a little too laid back. It needs a little bit more passion in the uh, in the in the modern day story as much as the uh, as the, uh, the 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 past story the flashback stuff. Well. I'm glad I took Chris Clark's advice last week. And before the Oscars, I watched Ford versus Ferrari now on video. And so I had seen all nine of the movies beforehand, and I enjoyed Ford versus Ferrari. Glad, did, isn't did it? Know. It's a crowd pleaser, and it's on the it's in the red box. I I yeah. just said on KTRS last night that everybody probably should just rent that this weekend and, and enjoy sure. it because uh, it is a crowd pleaser. It's America. It's just it, and it, you don't have to be a gearhead or a car nut. Yes, True. it's about friendship. But yes. but but you realize in the rest of the world it is known as Le Mans whatever year it was sixty five sixty six uh, Le Mans sixty six so they're not calling it Ford versus Ferrari in the rest of the world they're only calling that here well I still think it it's really cool about that time period mm-hmm. and then Matt Damon and and Chris, and Christian Bale worked really well they together did. that's like the second best bromance from last year with first being of course Leo and Brad right and once upon right. a time in Hollywood but yeah it's 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 a love story between them two uh, the, between those two characters between them two what am I saying and well, <laughs> but it's, it's real and the, and the supporting cast is really good Noah Jew uh, oh, the girl from Outlander. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Letts as Henry Ford oh, II. Is hilarious! This, yes. uh, that never I, happened, by the way. I know oh, about the, the little test drive. Yeah, I will That's say a great scene, though. it is. It is. I will say that I like John Bernthal as Lee Iacocca, but Josh Lucas, who I mm-hmm. usually like, I, I will you, admit you're supposed to not like him. You're supposed to, but he was way over the top as that asshole. I, I did. I did read a story about from one of his friends because he left. The auto industry became like a teacher 
and he, <laughs> like he was like a professor, and he he admit that he bungled that up. But one of his friends wrote a huge article in a in a sport magazine trying to defend him that he was only doing what Ford wanted him to do. It wasn't his idea; it was Ford's idea. Okay, and so they needed a villain, and Ford was already a villain anyway. So they. Because there have been books written about this that do not make him look good either. Right. And so, right. you know, when I see these historical movies, I dig a lot deeper into them. And I did not – I think that Josh Lucas was fine in this movie. And, you know, remember when he was a romantic lead? Oh, I yeah. do because um, I still watch. I still watch Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. When it's on. But I love that movie. He was a movie. Weasel in Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I remember. Right. He was. Oh, he was. He he actually is good at playing villains because there's this one. Oh, he's where, good in this. Yeah, as a villain. yeah. He is actually pretty good at villains. But I do say, but I think those days are beyond him now. The big romantic now he's lead because. He's older and he's on TV and he's the voice of the is it Home Depot ads or is yeah, it, he's, uh, yeah he was in he Breakthrough is? last year also oh yeah he was film. he was Chrissy Ooh. Metz's husband yeah, yeah and so. supposedly it was really bad are we and, Breakthrough uh, yeah Breakthrough was bad and, and we but uh, yeah Jim how'd you do on the, your Oscar picks uh, not as not as well as I I would hope uh, I uh, I really did think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was going to get Best Picture I thought it was going to pull it out at the last minute either that or 1917 so the Parasite one I knew I'm was happy. a possibility, possibility I'm so happy that about it the won. Parasite yes I am and people ah, I'm getting a lot of flack from people and I but I'm also getting a lot of credit from people that said that I I was one of the early adopters. Well, oh, one parasite. of the things is uh, now, thanks to you. <laughs> after I saw it, our, our 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 buddy Tom said, "Well, now I'm going to get all my you know friends and neighbors that are going to think it. they're going to have to go see it because it won Best Picture, and they're going to say, what the heck was that about?' Yes, because it is. Well, I remember that last year the Academy got so much flack for giving Best Picture to Green Book that it was safe and it wasn't woke and all that. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a TV movie, and they just went the complete opposite direction. In, in My theory Parasite. that I said last week that it would be Shotgun, it was Shotgun. Everybody except the Irishman got something. Every all of the nine best picture nominees, except the Irishman, which I think is a screw you to Netflix, even though Marriage Story won. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I think uh that it was, you know, it was definitely between nineteen seventeen and Parasite. That was the momentum going in. And I think that because Does they had another British so flex- history movie need to win yes. again? Well, I, I was thinking that too. Like even, even though, though nineteen well seventeen cleaned up at BAFTA and Sam Mendes did it's a get the British DGA movie. did get the DGA, which is, you know, they've only varied like four times in its history. Mm-hmm. That's why I was I was picking nineteen seventeen. But I was okay with a uh, Parasite. So my nephew saw Parasite Parasite, based on what I told him, because mm-hmm. he was like, "So it's comedy and horror and a thriller." No, and it's, I, I wouldn't say it's comedy. Yeah, well, it has its humor. You know, it's ge- it's Gallows genre. It's, it's, it's yes. genre bending. That kick like has all these things. That, so then, that kick is really funny. <laughs> so then he came back at me and he said, "You know, because this was his first subtitle movie." He goes, "You know, Aunt Lynn, it really you didn't need to be reading the subtitles at the end because you got it from the body language." And I was really proud oh, of that. Good for you. And yeah. then he also said that um, he goes, "Well, it's way more genres than you said it was." Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> with our group, our end of the year awards, people had it in the horror category. They had it in the comedy. 
comedy category. So they I know, and yeah. and then plus it's a social statement, and then and then some people uh, I will say some people saw it and and they don't get it. They're that's, like, that's fine. What was that ending? Ooh, gross! It was a surprise well. with uh, with the awards, though. They split up the sound awards because I think uh, Ford Re Ferrari got a pitch yes. even in sound, and then sound mixing was 1917. I know, oh, yeah. I know. I I got 20 of 24, and I did guess the sound editing is Ford Ferrari, but I picked Ford Ferrari for the sound mixing, so I oh. got that wrong. But I was right in the editing, and as as uh, Stephen Colbert said, that was the difference in his. He won the Oscar. Pool because he goes, Dad knows the dad movies. Because <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari got editing. I had a feeling it was, but I still think the little ones are the ones where you win your Oscar ballot. The, yes. The uh, live action uh, short. The and I, animated and I told you that uh, how to skateboard in a war zone yes. would win. Yes, it did. Yeah, it yeah. did. I, I went with that. And Hair Love. Yeah. Yeah, and Hair was... Love. I went with Hair Love. Um, I saw Hair Love. If you haven't seen Hair Love, it's on YouTube. It was so, on CBS Sunday Morning last Sunday, and generally they showed the whole thing. They showed the whole thing every year. They show an entire animated nominated short film, and usually it's the one that wins that night. So they yeah. had to score it again with it. You can see Kitbull on uh, YouTube. Well, you can see Get. Kitbull on Disney Plus. <laughs> well, but you can also see it on YouTube, and you can see Hair Love on YouTube. Hair Love has a St. Louis connection. It's by uh, it's co-produced by Lion Forge Animation, who is it's just Lion Forge as a company because they do comic books. Yes, yes, that's what surprised me. I thought maybe there was a a separate company that just took that name that was an animation studio, but they're all connected. Yes, and it's. David Stewart II, mm. who is the son of the Worldwide Technologies founder, oh. Dave Stewart. Oh, wow. And, he, and his daughter is a producer, too. She produced right. Manchester by the Sea. Right. So that right, is yeah. the family that's connected to this film, Hair Love. Well, then. Yeah. So, and, and another guy named Carl Reed is the... Um, is one of the producers. So Carl Reed and Dave Stewart too co-produced Lion, uh, co-produced Hair Love, Lion Forge. I can't have my sister winning all the Oscars. I would like to win one too. <laughs> and but Manchester by the Sea, I don't. It, that one best actor. Yeah, yes, that was a, yeah. and screenplay. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. She didn't. Well, she didn't. She, she would have. If, if it would have won best picture. picture, she would have won. Right, but, but still, uh, she's. I'm in an Oscar-nominated film, and then so her brother. I'm in an Oscar. <laughs> right. Well, war, uh, worldwide technology supports the arts because they're the yeah they do. They're the spot the sponsor of the Muni every year now. Mm-hmm. The last couple years. So there's another movie that's out now. That oh, and Lion Forge has been uh, going on since. Let's see, I looked them up online. 2011 was Lion Forge Comics. You know, yeah, they yeah, yeah, Mi- yeah, yeah. They have a comic line. Yeah, the Miami Vice and Punky Brewster are all uh, part Lion of the comic Forge. line. Yes. Uh, you know what else is out on the DVDs this week? What's that? Frozen Two. Yeah, it's digital. 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 That's It'll how be... Disney does it. Disney right. out on digital out on Blu-ray this day because kids want to own it. I did like that segment on the Oscars where they had all the uh, international. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I didn't and, see that. And, I was yeah. at the Blues event. Oh. Yeah, well, that in 1917, like giving, getting visual effects over Endgame. Come on, folks. I know. I, I was like, okay. Yes, but a superhero movie won Best Actor. It's true. It's true. Technically, yeah. Joker is a superhero. And movie. right like, now, the Joker is the only Oscar-winning uh, comic book character of all time. Now we got two. Two of them. Yeah. 
because Heath true. Ledger and and Joaquin. So is this the first time that a character's won uh, the same character winning actor and supporting actor? No, the second time. No, because the Godfather uh, because of Robert oh, De Niro because they're and, playing, uh, and they're Mar- playing Marlon Brando. Brando. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, sh- I should have time. known that. Yeah, yeah, second yeah. time. All right, well, so what's a, up? What's there's going a movie on? called uh, Citizen K that's still playing at Plaza Frontenac. And if you are interested in the Russian involvement in destroying democracy, Putin's uh, Russia, this is a really good documentary. It's by Alex Gibney, and his name might be familiar. He did Enron, The Smartest Guys in oh, the yeah, Room. Yeah, yeah. And he did Going Clear, the Scientology movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was on HBO. All right. So now he's taken on Russia. Citizen K is about this oligarch, Russian oligarch, named Mikhail Kurdokoski. And he was the richest guy in uh, Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And he criticized Putin, and he became uh, sentenced to prison, and he is now in exile in in uh, London, and he's a dissident. He's always uh, dissident uh, Putin. So this is all about power and, and how democracy dies and how oligarchs and government get in, intertwined. And it's very dense, but uh-huh. it's fascinating. Is it in English or Russian? It's sub. It's a subtitle. So, so it's I mean, Russian. Russia, yeah. It's both. It's both. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get both. So it has a lot of archival footage of Russia, and it shows Russia. Russia um, can be my, very pretty. Yes, and also it because of uh, recent events, it's very. It takes on added meaning. Ah, okay. Oh, certainly. You know. Yes, so yes. anyway, it's still playing, and I recommend it. It didn't get you know it didn't get nominated for an Oscar for documentary. But I think the field was pretty crowded this year. Now, you're talking about Netflix, though. Netflix scored in the documentary features there with American Factory. Ah, so yes. So you President can see Obama. It. You can you see, see it, it on Netflix, yeah. Because yeah. somebody emailed me, and they said, where can I see American Factory? And I go, well, you got Netflix. But the Obamas did not go to the ceremony. They said it would detract from the filmmakers. They would have to have Secret Service and, right. and all that yeah, So yeah. and everything. But, yeah. And he, it's not like they won the award anyway. No. Well, the, the big rumor floating around was that, that Harry and Meghan were going to get Best Picture, and they, I guess they shot that down pretty quickly. Well, yeah, because 19... It would have been great if it was Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Parasite, but it would be better if they... If it was 1917, I, yeah. The pure joy of Bong Joon-ho was hilarious. And his uh, little... Uh, uh, so that interpreter. <laughs> yeah, the, I expect well, to be very I, I, drunk by tomorrow. And I, I just love his his tributes to Quentin and, and Scorsese. Oh, so, yeah, was, but then he also had to mention Phillips. The, yeah, it's like well, well, you're not a fan of Todd Phillips. Come on, you don't know who Todd Phillips <laughs> you, is. Yeah, you don't know who he is. And who was the other? Well, Noah, Noah Bombac, Noah and uh, Greta were. Uh, but, but I the, thought that was awfully sweet. They ever went rose for Scorsese. I say like, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. That was, and then Chris says he was like, what's going on? I didn't on? win. I'm getting a standing up. <laughs> but right. no, I, I really enjoyed, my favorite presenters were uh, James Corden and Rebel Wilson for Mocking oh. Cats. Yeah. I thought that was brave of them to do that. Well, I uh, I watched the Oscars at the Tivoli, and they gave us a little special in, insight because when they release uh, the next round of Midnight Movies, Cats is in there as a midnight movie at the table. Oh, so you can get so high and watch Cats? That's about the only way it's bearable. <laughs> I, I hear people are going to, I, like when it was still in theaters because they pulled it really fast, that people were going just to mock it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, I think it's going it's it's like to be the new, yeah, the new room. Well, in Hollywood, today uh, uh, they are um, 
Billie Eilish uh, dropped yesterday mm-hmm. the new theme song for Jim the, and I were talking uh, about this while earlier and, and uh, we we're trying to think of Americans that sang uh, the James Bond theme because it's usually Brits but we came up with three. Oh, Tina Turner oh and, uh, Tina Turner and uh, Carly Simon and Carly, Carly Simon, Simon and, and Rita Coolidge, Coolidge. So there's three. So there. it's not just no, it's Brits, not just but, Brits, but it's more. But Adele did win an Oscar, an Oscar, and a so Sam did Paul Smith. McCartney, didn't they? Yeah, Live and Let Die, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. And then um, I really like this Billie Eilish. I I listened to it last night. I really enjoyed it. Did you? you I like did it? not hear it yet. Okay, so I sent you the link. Well, yeah, no, no. They, so uh, Allied sent us the link, yeah, but yeah. I had sent it to you last night or ah. this morning. Well, I was telling uh, Carl earlier that one of the things that dropped also yesterday was the the test footage of Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. Oh, really? I got to look at that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's on there. Okay, good. They also dropped the Wes Anderson trailer to the French Dispatch. I watched it twice. It's so hilarious and goofy. And all the people that he uses are in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's Bill it. Murray, yeah, uh, oh, cool. Bill, oh, yeah, yeah. Bill yeah. Murray's the publisher, I think. It's this. It's a Kansas City newspaper, and they have this oh. uh, series called the French Dispatch, and it's going to be like a. It's going to be like a collection of short stories. Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand and Tilda Swinton and and Saoirse Ronan and. Uh, Tony Ravioli, Ad- yeah, I and Adrian, so. yeah, and Adrian Brody, wow. Jason Schwartzman, well, Edward course. Norton. Oh, they're yeah. all Bruce Willis. Did it say Bruce Willis? I, I don't can't know, remember. Can't oh, yeah. The usual suspects. There's a lot of people that George are George Clooney. In no, there's a lot of people in the Wes Anderson universe that are in it, and uh, I couldn't be more. Oh, and, oh happy. Wilson Brothers. I didn't. Maybe Luke. Did you see Luke? I, I don't know. It there's yet. so many people in this. There's it's so an, many. It's a Wes Anderson film. It's yeah. a cast of thousands. Yeah, yeah, and they have the names, and then they have another sheet of names. It's so crazy. <laughs> but uh, and um, the James Bond movie comes out April 10th. Mm-hmm. I'm very anxious to see that because there's a bunch of villains in it: Rami Malek and Christoph Waltz from the last one, and then Jeffrey Wright. No, Jeffrey Wright's not a villain. He's, no, he's, he's a, playing uh, CIA Felix. CIA agent, Felix Leiter. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I um, was uh, introduced, I guess, uh, in uh, Casino Royale. He was in the Yeah, he was them. in the first one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm very confused. Well, unless he's a villain. Well, you know, you talk about that being in April. I'm shocked that we're going to get a Pixar movie in the first of March. Right, well, because there's going to be a second one this year. That's right. Soul at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there oh, you go. wow. A double. Well, it's the first time since so we had uh, Inside, uh, Inside Out and then... Uh, and then uh, we Coco. had uh, no, we had Inside no. Out good the dinosaur, dinosaur, which was oh, gosh, that was awful. Let's, let's talk about that. Good, I, I remember seeing Brave early in the year, didn't we? I, 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 I think yes, I think that, I think that was, that was uh, Easter. I thought because you brought yeah. your, your daughter's I brought the Girl, Scout Girl Scout troop. troop. Oh, there you go. There you All go. right, we we have to get out of here. Yes. So uh, next week. Is uh, Jim and I saw Call of the Wild <laughs> <laughs> last night? <laughs> it was not. Uh, oh well. Oh, poor Harrison. He's no, coming back. No, it's he's fine in the movie. Yeah, the humans are fine in the movie. Yes, yes. It's the dogs and the wolves and the bears that are. Oh my. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's coming back as Indiana Jones, and uh, Steven Spielberg's going to. Uh, 
I know. Uh, go to that well one too many times. Yeah. He's seventy-seven. That's all right. But he, he and looks, he looks all of it in this. Yeah, movie. he looks every minute of it in this film. That's and he, sure. he's good. I, he, he's fine in the movie. For what he's got to do in the film, he's fine. And we saw the movie with Smash, and Smash's son in the, is in the movie, and Smash didn't know, and we couldn't place him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless oh. he was the unless he was the, the uh, motion, motion capture for the bear. Yeah, yeah, for the reference. Well, for the bear. maybe they're covered up a lot because it's cold. No, well, right? we don't know. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, if Jim, you, if you still haven't, uh, if you still are missing award season, watch. The acceptance speech of Adam Sandler at the Independence really Spirit good. Awards. It was it's great. the best. Se- it's the best. Forever. It's the best uh, speech of the entire season, and, and it puts it's, a perfect. It's, it fits and, in in Birds of Prey, and it and it it also uh, just capture it 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 finishes the award season. Okay, Jim, where can we find you socially? On uh, WeAreMovieGeeks.com. I got two reviews up this uh, this week for. My name is Carl Middleman. You can find me at underscore Carl the Intern on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Lynn Van House, and I'm in the TimesNewspapers.com. I'm also on KTRS with Ray Hartman every Thursday evening in the 10 o'clock hour. And I have a new website, PopLifeSTL.com. Go visit. It's very well done. Well, thank you, Carl. And uh, we will see you next week when we'll have more uh, mid-winter things to talk about. Bye. Bye. See ya.